on everyone casey here virginia game day checking in with another episode of the podcast we are here with a morning after show virginia defended their home floor last night against mighty nc state ranked 22 in the country came in lots of emotion and we did our job we didn't lose back-to-back games we bounced back a trait that over the years as a Virginia fan, we've come to know Coach Tony Bennett rarely uh, loses back-to-back, especially in conference play. Um, you know, it usually happens maybe once a year. Uh, last year happened once towards the end of the year with Duke and Florida State. The year before that, they had a little skid uh, where they lost three in a row. The year before that, one time. So... It's just something that makes you being a UVA fan a whole lot easier, to be honest, right? You know that, you know, they're going to they're gonna go back to the fundamentals after a loss and sharpen the, the tool belt. Yeah, that's what they did here. Because against Virginia Tech, the defense was pretty rough, to be quite honest with you. It was a rough environment and, and all that, but we allowed 74 points. I don't know if we've allowed uh, – 74 points all year after besides that Virginia Tech game. You know, look, we, Baylor scored 79, but it was a high-scoring game. Uh, so, yeah, Virginia Tech, you know, found the holes, scored a lot of points in the paint, and then that was one of the focuses going into the NC State game. Stop DJ Burns, the, their big 300-pound center, keep them out of the paint, and by golly, they did probably Virginia's best defensive showing of the year. In my opinion, they really, really hounded them, especially Burns. They sent doubles at Burns and right from the beginning of the game, right? First play of the game, Burns gets the ball in the post and they like to let him kind of dictate the offense from there. He's a good passer. So they like to let him, you know, do his thing. So first play of the game, double post, boom, interception Kihei uh steals his his pass out of the out of the post so right from there and then it just continued on throughout the game it's like Virginia gave the the blueprint for the rest of the conference on how to stop DJ Burns when when the doubles came he had like five travels he'd get flustered he'd get you know offensive fouls because he was so bothered by all the the aggressive uh play by the Who's and or he'd make a cross-court pass that got picked off multiple times. So Burns ended up with six turnovers and only eight points. Burns, for those of you guys who haven't looked, he had like he had like 30 points a couple games. Against Wake Forest, he had 31 points. And against Georgia Tech, he had 24. So this is a good uh, player who you saw the touch. He's got a nice touch around the basket. But uh, Virginia definitely cracked the code, kept him off the floor, even though I felt like sometimes when he was on the floor, we were better suited. His plus minus was minus nine. But, yeah, Virginia played really well defensively. They held the the Wolfpack to 29% shooting from three and 33% shooting from the field. Uh, there was a point in the first half where it looked like NC State might not score 20 points. And Burns, right before the buzzer in the in the first half, got a little 
you know, hook shot that he made that got them to 20 points. Uh, UVA went into the half playing uh, up 34 to 20. Then in the second half, they got it going a little bit more. Uh, former Wahoo Casey Morsell started draining some buckets. Terquavion Smith started hitting some buckets. DJ Burns was still giving hell uh, pretty much all game. So uh, I don't know what his first to second half breakdown was, but it's, he was just tortured all game long by us. Uh, and the defense, I mean, the, the refs let them play a lot. There were, I think, no calls on both ends from the refs, so no complaints there. Um, if you were an NC State fan, you might have some issues with the free throw disparity. Virginia shot 24 free throws where NC State only shot seven. But I think, you know, NC State is super aggressive defensively, and they're less – and so is Virginia, but NC State's less controlled. Um, they We didn't have a lot of three-point opportunities either. That's because they're picking up, you know, super tight, full court, all up in everyone's shorts, and then it just opened the, the, the door a lot for blow-bys, back doors, uh, beating people off the dribble, and, and it wasn't a whole lot of, you know, space to, to shoot. So, yeah, so we ended up winning 63-50, to 50, a 13-point win for the Hoos. Covered the spread. Virginia was a seven-point favorite going into the game. Uh, and although they were favorite, I, I didn't think they'd win by that many. I thought it would be a closer game, and I was proven wrong again. Uh, like I said, Tony got the guys back to playing pack basketball. I heard it in the post game. That was the message. Packing packing the paint, being in their spots, helping each other out, playing team defense. And it really, really showed. Because NC State's a good defense, a good offense. They're one of the highest scoring offenses around. This is a team that dropped 94 on Florida State, 85 on Notre Dame, 84 on Duke, 92, 94. These guys score a ton of ton of points. And we held them to 50. So that's a real accomplishment. Uh, this is a good win for for the Hoos. If you're a Virginia fan, feel very good about this uh, victory, especially um, the way that they responded from getting pretty much punched in the mouth by our, our rivals. Uh, I mentioned we didn't get a lot of threes. We didn't. At the 320 mark in the second half, we still only had one three-pointer made. Ain't that something? It's crazy. Isaac had that three, and then he ended up having one more uh, as the game as the game closed out. And Isaac played a really a really good game. We'll talk uh, about some of his plays that he made when we go through the the numbers. And uh, just before we get to the player rundown, got to give a shout out to Caden Shedrick. He answered the bell again. We saw him answer the bell against Boston College when their big dude was handling business, and he did again tonight. Uh, ben wasn't his best game. Called on Caden early on to come in and guard Burns, and he was a huge, huge reason why those those post traps are working. He's long. He's, uh, he's tough on D. And then on offense, he gave – him and Kihei had their little, you know, uh, floater game going – alley-oop got to the free throw line a lot he was aggressive he you know there was a play where he took burns off the dribble from the three-point line 
he didn't make the shot, but I thought I was happy to see it. That's him really understanding what position he's in right now. He's got to be playing well in order for this team to get to the next level. So, yeah, so awesome that Caden had a, had a good game. And he drew he drew six fouls. Most of anyone on the team. Reese drew five. Uh, Caden drew six. All right, let's go through the the stats here. Virginia, uh, starting with the who's here. Jaden Gardner, leading scorer on the team, eighteen points. Jaden continues to find his groove. It's been awesome to see. He's like we've talked about last game. You know, he's had some times this year where he's had some droughts right back-to-back three-point games against North Carolina and Florida State five points against Wake Forest he started the season with you know averaging five points a game for the first few so over the last four games 18 points 17 points 20 points 18 points so that is big we need Jaden playing at his uh up to his potential to when the postseason comes, so he hit a lot of good shots around the bucket. Still hasn't been as automatic, I'd say, from the mid-range, but I think that'll we'll get there. Six of twelve from two, made all of his free throws. And that's the one of the biggest notes I had, right? Last podcast, if you guys are listeners, I talked about how Jaden's free throw shooting has gone down since last year. Last year he was a 79% free throw shooter. Going into this game, he was at like 62%. Jaden Gardner in this game hit all six of his free throws. So he's definitely a listener. Thank you, Jaden. Love you, bro. Go Cowboys. Uh, So, yeah, 18 points for Jaden, plus 15 on the plus minus for my man. That uh, that was almost a team high. We'll get to who had the team high in a second. Uh, Ben Vanderplus, minus three on the plus minus. Not a great game from Ben. Again, uh, coach mentioned it in the postgame. Right. Ben wasn't his normal self. And later on in the game, I saw him wearing a, a back brace. I don't know if it was an ice pack back brace or what it was, but it's definitely something to look out for. Uh, he had four points total. He had a, a bucket early on in the game that was huge. He picked up uh, – Jaden got his shot blocked. Ben grabbed the re like the, the deflection and uh, went up with it. And then the other bucket he had was just an easy – someone found him down low and just an easy layup. Still a little bit hesitant. I like there was a couple, two, three times where I thought he could have let it fly from three. And the one time he did, it was way, way off. So got to get that confidence back up with Ben. We've seen this. We've had kind of been on this merry-go-round of confidence lacking, breakout, confidence lacking. So uh, I know he'll level out at some point and get his get his, uh, his swagger back, but something to note. Kihei Clark. Not a huge game offensively, but he hit his free throws down the stretch, uh, dished out six dimes, drew some big fouls, had some big steals. He played great defense, uh, especially on Jarkel. Uh, there, he due to averaging 16 points a game, and he went two of 14. So good job by all the guards, really. And uh, Kihei, just another solid game from our from our leader. Reese Beekman, huge game from Reese, one of his better games of the year. 15 points, a bunch of dunks. He almost stuffed one at the end of the game that would have been on all the highlight reels. He uh, just bashed it off the back iron, but it was some filthy, filthiness. Uh, 33 minutes from Reese, plus 13 on the plus minus. 
15 points, missing free throws down the stretch. That's my only my, my only uh knock there, but still was three of five from the line. Really good game from Reese. Armand, like Ben, uh back to back rough games for my man here. Armand had uh Two points. Only two points he had came from the free throw line. Keep in mind that against Virginia Tech, he also had a rough game, only six points. And that was coming off of a stretch of one, two, three, four, like 10 double-digit scoring games. We know Armando bounced back. That's the starting five. Our bench really did well, especially compared to NC State, right? NC State got a big, fat goose egg from their bench. So, you know, our bench has been a strength. Uh, especially with Caden coming off now. Caden coming off the bench, played 26 minutes, had 10 points and a team high, plus 16, plus minus. He was the difference maker here. He hit his free throws. He caught some lobs from Kihei. He drew six fouls, had a block, played really good defense on Burns, and I'm so happy for him as a as just a, a young man, uh, as a dude, to not play last game. Struggled to get minutes. You know, have people – it's got to it's be embarrassing to a point, right? But then you have a breakout game like this, and it's like, stay ready. That's what that's what the line is around UVA basketball. Stay ready. And he did, and he came in and played very, very well. Uh, IMAC, 28 minutes. He was a plus 11 uh, on the floor. Hit two three-pointers, the only two three-pointers of uh, the game for UVA. Finished with eight, dropped two dimes. A nice, impressive game from IMAC, and he had a huge block late in the game where they kind of had one side overloaded with four guys, and then uh, one of, I think it was the dude Ebenezer or Ernest Ross, but they kind of came crashing down on the one side, caught a pass, and it looked like an easy bucket, and IMAC came out of nowhere and got all ball, just a nice, clean block. So... That was a huge play late in the game. And then I max got some hops, man. He had to catch a ball late in the game where it was a high pass on UVA's press break, and he got up there. So IMAX athletic. Uh, Ryan Dunn, surprising, being such a kind of aggressive, athletic team running up and down the court like NC State, that Ryan Dunn didn't get a lot of burn, but can't argue with the 13-point win. So... Ryan Dunn played two minutes, was a minus two, and the plus minus had one turnover. I think he missed a putback dunk or something like that. But, um, yeah, that that rounds out the rundown for UVA. Virginia led for 37 minutes. They led by as many as 20 late in the early in the second half, and it was just a good game. We we outscored North NC State 32 to 12 on paint points points inside the paint we, that's where we did most of our damage i mean we didn't shoot the ball from the outside a ton and we got a bunch of fast breaks it was uh it was a good it was a good game for uva i like the the lineup that they were using with kihei reese imac Jaden, and Caden. and that lineup felt the best to me in this game for nc state you got to talk about casey morsell he got he was getting booed to high heaven I, I put it out I'm on Instagram earlier in the day. I said, do you think Casey will get booed? And I understood why McCoy got booed from NC State because we were going to need him the next year, especially. Um, and I thought he could have, he would, his career would have been 
better off staying at UVA. He would have had more minutes, consistent minutes at least. Um, with Marcel, he's kind of a nice guy, and I, I don't know. And he's he's playing well now at with the Wolfpack. I think he's leading the conference in shooting. So I wasn't sure if they were going to boo him, but he got it pretty bad. And with Reese coming in, you know, he wouldn't have been starting anymore. And I don't know. I thought it was a probably a good move for him to to move on. He wasn't shooting the ball well. He needed a change of scenery. Coach wanted him to stay, of course. But I wasn't sure they were going to boo him. But, yes, they booed him uh, often. And, you know, when you're shooting, making four three-pointers and scoring 18 points, boo away. <laughs> boo away. Why did you do that when you're here, bro? Uh, but, yeah, he would just camp out in the corner and – Joiner and Terquavion would do their thing, and then he'd get it in the corner, and he'd either let it fly or he'd you know give him a pump fake, go baseline. Uh, he's got it. He's got it made pretty good there in, in NC State. He finished with 18. He did foul out, and he was a he was a minus 13 in the plus minus. All their three guards were minus double digits. Joiner was minus 15. Terquavion is minus 13. With this win here. Virginia is one Duke win away from the state of North Carolina sweep. We beat the Tar Heels. We beat the Deeks. We beat the Pack. Now we got to go play Duke. So that'll be, we got to play Duke at home, but that'll be a sweep across the board of teams from ACC teams from North Carolina. I think this is going to be the turning point of the year. Not that we needed a big turning point, but I think that this is where we kind of elevate to a big-time contender. Tony was kind of pissed in his postgame, and he wants to be more committed to defense. And I don't know what was really under his skin, but you watch the postgame, you tell me he wasn't ticked off. Two feet into defense. We showed it here. I think he wants to see it for the rest of the year. And we have some some chances against some teams that aren't that great to really put the screws to them. I'd love to see some games where you hold them under 50. I thought it was going to be tonight, but it didn't quite happen that way. They got a couple buckets towards the end to get them to that 50 mark. Overall, 18 and four on the season right now, 10 and three in ACC play tied for the regular season title right now. Pittsburgh's 10 and three. They, Whoop the doors off. They blew the doors off of uh, Louisville by like 40 or something. Um, Clemson also tied 10 and 3. So Virginia Pitt, Clemson at the top, 10 and 3. Miami's 10 and 4. We got a, we still got a game against Clemson. So that's going to be big. And we got a bunch of games against, you know, Notre Dame, Boston College, and two against Louisville. So there are. Some easy wins out there and still some tough games to go. It was a quad two win here. So now we're, we haven't lost a quad two, quad three, or quad four game. So we have basically no bad losses right now. Let's keep it that way. Only losses for Virginia have been in quad one. Those are home against Houston, at Miami, at Pitt, and at Tech. So that Houston game remains the only home game that we lost. And... Right now, we're still sitting on that three line per Lenardi, and seven ACC teams are in the in the dance right now. 
and none of them being Virginia Tech. All right, guys, that was an awesome game. It was late. You know, I don't think I got home till like eleven thirty or something, but it was it was the I felt like the closest thirteen point win I've ever had. I think that's just because I'm I was a little bit of a worry wart there. Uh and they could score so fast. You know, they were they could they're dangerous. They could score so fast and hit all these threes. And I'm like, man, this could be a two point game with a couple stops and a bunch of threes. But Virginia closed the deal. And it was a really nice win. So thank you guys for checking us out at Virginia Game Day on Instagram, Virginia Game Day Podcast on all the major platforms. If you like the show, please leave a rating and a review. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys. Go Hoos.